Y'all know me, Phil B, Eternal Dirtles Legacy. Hated by these Netdex bandless and those Hasbros Watsi. Nate G, real OG. Arklet and Mavericky. Cradled out the Heron's host, so give no about Lily V. Zach C, berserker dude. Pulls the rug on your attitude. Days then waste trick, flip this Delva. Swing for three with some altitude. Got bruise? We do. Metagame breakdown info too. Listen up, cause here's the show where we stack our decks like spicy news. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me this week, Nathan Golia. Phil's out this week. Phil is out this week. That is correct, unfortunately, for him. Uh, we also had uh, a guest scheduled, but there was a last-minute conflict, so you and I are winging it. Yep, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. Hopefully, we'll see our guest next week, uh, which will be great. I think that'll be a great treat for the cast. Uh, but this week, uh, let's talk about Stoneblade. Yeah, we're going to talk about Stoneblade because I have to admit that I'm eating a little bit of crow because I was pretty sure that this deck was not going to be good anymore. And I've been sort of pinning a lot of my opinions on the fact that I don't think Stoneblade is good. But, you know, it keeps showing up. Yeah, um, I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's crazy that this deck is as resilient as it is as far as uh, surviving the meta over and over and over again and just kind of coming back. Yeah, it comes, it comes back in different forms. The Deathblade era was something, and, um, you know, uh, there was that very short-lived blue-white-red Stoneblade era with Treasure Cruise. Yep. That might have lived on a little bit with Dig Through Time, but that's the the Brian Brondewin winning list from uh, New Jersey, yep. right? Yep. Um, so Stoneblade's been informed, you know, but basically, like, when people... What do you think of when people say, I'm playing a Stoneblade deck, first of all? I mean... What I does think, that imply? I, I immediately think... Uh, Batterskull, Umazaz, Jate, and Stoneforge Mystic. Then I assume that they're playing, uh, obviously, blue, white, and some other color. So I think, generally, I think black. I think Esper. Right. Um, I think Stoneblade... Well, what other decks play Stoneforge Mystic, right? Death and Taxes plays Stoneforge Mystic, mm -hmm. but it's not a Stoneblade deck. Right? Yeah, I mean, I guess what, like, White Stompy? There are the occasional white stompy lists that play that'll play a Stoneforge Mystic package, right? Uh, occasionally, um, you'll see a blue white Delver deck. Well, I mean, is that that's the we'll, we'll get to whether or not yeah. that's a Stoneblade is deck. That right? a, is that a Stoneblade deck? Of course. Maverick plays usually True. two Stoneforge Mystics, True. sometimes up to four, anywhere between zero and four, though, which is kind of funny. They usually get a GTA and a sword, not the Batter Skull. And I guess that's about it for Stone for Stoneforge Mystic and. But I, the reason I wanted to, to ask that question is because, you know, as a as a fan of non-blue decks as I am, you know, Stoneblade used to also be like green, white, black Stoneblade decks. Yeah. Uh, that are that you know, unfortunately, just I don't I think have lost too many uh, consistency tools to keep up. But now I think when people hear Stoneblade, they think this is a stone. This is a deck with a Stoneforge Mystic package and blue cards. Yeah. For consistency or other protection. Yeah. I generally think that it's Esper just because, uh, you know, you want like thought seeds and stuff like that for like early disruption. But uh, I, I think currently it's trended away from that. Yeah. We're seeing a lot of let's let's level set a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing a little bit, a lot, I'm sorry, of these blue white um, stone blade decks that play back to basics and a lot of basic lands. And some of them play Delver Secrets and some don't. Um, and it seems like that's the way to uh, um, to sort of build the deck right now, right? 
yeah to to have a lot of basics so let's 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 assume that's the baseline for um for the Stoneblade deck right now what do you think is making that good what's like what's let's go back and forth a couple things like what's one reason you think that this kind of deck is 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 doing well right now well in 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 a world where you have you you basically have two fights right you have the the unfair deck versus fair deck fight and you have the uh fair deck versus unfair deck fight you know as far as like what people are doing and then you have fair versus fair and unfair versus unfair right so basically right. you have three you have three kinds of matchups where it's like both people are doing broken things no one's doing broken things one person's doing broken things right yep um and in the uh no people are doing broken things matches this is the better deck than you know what grixis than like grixis or or uh delver of secrets you know this is the the deck that sort of goes over the top of of a tempo deck but can still m match uh you know match spells with a tempo deck okay that's interesting what 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 what's one what's one of the, some of the cards that you think make that the case um well uh palace jailer is a classic in in that regard <laughs> uh, i think that's a card that like uh because of uh the the monarch ability uh and the ability to uh exile a creature so like if you're able to put down uh, a palace jailer uh in in the mid to late game you could take over the game uh yep. snapcaster mage is obviously another another card that just offers a, a massive amount of advantage um a lot of these decks play trinae nemesis which obviously uh when suited up with a skull or a jete you know those those are great um, That's and, true, and I think yep. that they offer a lot of answers to decks that are trying to do similar things. You know, uh, decks like this are playing Council's Judgment. They're playing straight up counter spell. You know, yeah, they're not trying to uh, win in the early early game. They're trying to get to turn four, turn five, and dominate. Well, and back to basics is one of those kinds of cards too, right? Where mm -hmm. that thing comes down, and you can either you can probably blow someone out or severely constrain what they're trying to do. Um, I, I, the card you didn't say, which you said we were talking the pre-show was sword splashers. Of course. Yeah. I think, well, yeah, I think, <laughs> exactly. I just, yeah. And I thought that was going to be your answer there just because I do think swords of plowshares right now, you know, just being able to, because there's not, I mean, death, right. Shaman and Delver were the cards that came down in turn one. And, you know, one of those is gone. So you really just have Delver, which you can take some hits off of. Mm -hmm. But even then, just having one mana removal for anything that might hit the table, that might be problematic, uh, especially on turn one uh, in a deck that might be able to play Dark Confidant on turn one um, is, is, is good, right? I was talking about like Agrolome or the Phoenix decks or something that can play Dark Confidant early. Um, and I think the, other, the important thing about Swords Splash is, too, is that it's sort of like disruption for combo decks. Yeah. Um, because of its ability to get rid of a merit lage, a grizzle brand. I think that's another point to to take into account is that lands is becoming you know land, like depths decks are becoming more prevalent, and this is a very good counter to those decks. Right, I agree. The the, the funny thing that you said was that you think it's you know matching up well against the Grixis decks, and I would say that the reason. This deck is doing well is because the Grixis decks and their Colgans commands have sort of been relegated. Yeah, they can't use their their Colgans uh, commands to get back exiled creatures, right? Well, not only that, but like they also can't kill a Merit Lage 
Mm. <laughs> and I think that that's very hard. The, yeah. The dark depths decks are able to sort of over like overtake the Grixis decks, uh, which I do think matters a lot. And people are going to say, well, there's edicts and stuff. But like, look, they never lose to an edict. I mean, they do occasionally. Yeah, sure. They, they, know, in in a tempo game, they lose to an edict against against Grixis Delver. They shouldn't be losing to an edict. Right. Right. You know, they're going to get thought seized or um, they're going to have a dried arbor or a Sylvan safekeeper or something. Right. Yeah. So it's very hard for those decks to get rid of a, a merit lage. Whereas Swords of Plowshares plus Snapcaster Swords of Plowshares is good. And like you mentioned, Castle's Judgment, which can, if you can force the action on a on a Dark Depths, um, can, I, I don't think, loses to anything, right? Because, you know, it just doesn't lose anything. Um, do you, and, you know, you mentioned Esper, and I think there, there are some people uh, who are still playing Esper Stoneblade. Uh, there's a player on Magic Online... Uh, Balenciaga and Boba, who I believe is playing uh, Esper Stoneblade fairly to some success. And I think that's fine. Um, I think Esper is good too, but um, you know, the, the real ones, the ones we've seen a lot of are just straight up blue white. And the question then becomes why this over miracles? You have a, you have a theory on why someone would decide to play this strategy over miracles. I think it closes up the game faster. Um, that's, that's, I mean, like you look at like true name and, and, uh, you know, just having a Stonefall Forge Batter Skull and actually just riding it out. Um, I, I think that this closes out the game a little bit faster than Miracles. And, like, if you look at this deck, like, minus the, uh, what's it called, uh, Counterbalance, right? You're playing yeah. for Force. Oftentimes you're playing Spell Pierce, possibly Spell Snare, and Counterspell. You know, you've got Brainstorm and Ponder. So you're doing a lot of the same stuff that uh, Miracles is doing. But your win cons are just so on point. You're just like, I play this, and it will eventually win me the game. It might be a few turns, but I'll figure out other other ways to do things. Whereas, like, Miracles is a lot of air. Well, I think Miracles is trying to set up... Well, Mentor is, is really good, right? Mm-hmm. But Mentor, you know, you gotta, you gotta have probably four lands in play to get it into play. Yeah. Right? Um, and you got to have gas in your hand back to just get some value out of it because, you know, otherwise you tap out on turn two, maybe you have a force, but if they have an abrupt decay, you're just kind of trading, you know, three for one there. Yeah. Right. To make like one prowess token. Right. Um, or, you know, any, any, you know, any number of things you can not have force of will, of course. Um, and, you know, while mentor can snowball, like, like you said, like a Stoneforge mystic just kind of comes out at least a turn earlier, even if you want to protect it. And, um, you know, has a, has a, and you don't you know, even have to protect your Stoneforge Mystic. You can just use it as a cantrip. You know, yeah. like I'll get the batter skull, put it in my hand. You know, like oh, yeah. you killed my thing. I've got the batter skull. It will come out eventually. You know, right. Um. So the question, okay, so Delver versus no Delver, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Delver versions were doing very well, and we talked a little bit last week about the prevalence of Delver secrets in yep. all sorts of fair decks. And I, I know obviously that deck is going to still be out there. I think that actually I'm seeing a little bit more with, with, as uh, as Jeskai or Blue White Red Delver that's now splashing red for uh, you know some reach and some red blasts. Um, but do you what do you think? You think that the, you know we're talking about closing speed as being a plus for this deck, and Delver is the fastest closer. It is it is out, a so. pretty solid closer, and uh, you know it, obviously it dies to removal. That's that's yeah. the biggest problem with Delver, um, but uh, I think that 
per, for for my druthers, I prefer the slower Stoneblade deck, um, specifically because I think that it beats the Delver version of this deck as well. Yeah. Um, it just there's just a lot more utility in that deck. You're able to play Snapcaster Mages. You're able to play Trinity Nemesis. Um, you know, I I just feel like you get a lot more utility not having to jam uh four turn one creatures in your deck. Where whereas, I mean, what Stoneforge Mystic does is it makes your late game just brutal. Like you, yeah, you're gonna like pop out a skull or pop out a Jate. And, like, every turn that goes by, your incremental advantage just increases over and over and over again. Right. I mean, I, I, I've been, you know, playing a decent amount of Magic Online recently, and I just find the, uh, you know, GTA is really obnoxious. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that's not news. The cards have been around for, whatever, like 15 years at this yeah. point. But, but, like, you know, I think it was easy to forget, you know, while Stone, when Stoneforge Mystic is not being played a lot, just how good GTA is. It's just, like, a card to have. Um you know, just as once it's on the board, you're like, well, everything's about this now. Like, I cannot let that get equipped and and get counters. I drafted Betrayers of Kamigawa, and and man, getting that in draft was amazing. Like, I imagine you you could I I I can't even explain how good that is because if you can compare how good it is to Legacy and then assume that there's a format that it's better in. Yeah, right. You know, well, it's the reason it's you know it's, it's banned in modern and it, you know. Uh, getting it in uh, in a draft must just be horrendous, but yeah. Yeah, I suppose um, there is one format that is better in uh, uh, than Legacy, and it's banned in that format. So. Yeah, right. Um, that's true. Well, you know, I think I also want to talk a little about the the game the uh, the game from the 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 standpoint of the fact that a lot of the experimental <laughs> you know, experimental sort of decks that have popped up um, recently are actually kind of cold to Swords of Plowshares. Yeah. Uh, that Death Shadow was the big one, right? When uh, people were saying that, you know, when people were playing Death Shadow, I was like, well, it died Swords of Plowshares. Like, well, there's not that many Swords of Plowshares out there, right? Yeah, and, and, and uh, now that it's becoming more prevalent, it's it's like a real problem. Right. And Phoenix is the same way. Once they exile, getting your Phoenix exiled, you know, if they can, if they can you know, deal with one and then kind of like block another or something or kill it with a GTA even or just like get ahead of the damage race somehow, yeah, that could be really harmful. And also, White, White's ability to hate the graveyard and hate spell-based uh, combo decks um, with cards like uh, Other Sworn Canonist and Rest in Peace and Containment Priest and boy, you want to keep going? <laughs> what else is good? I mean, is there also? I mean, even just Council's Judgment. Yeah, judgment. the thing that the, yeah. these decks can be have up to six Exile effects plus Snapcaster, and that's probably the one thing that three Phoenixes even on turn two. Can have can have some trouble with you know. I mean, also so, like sword, snap sword. Honestly, like if if they're not playing it on turn one, if they put an Aether Sworn Canonist down, that's good enough. Yeah, right. Exactly. That stops Phoenix. You know. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, the white sideboard cards are great. They were great in Phoenix, actually. Yeah. When uh, when trying the mentor build with that, so um, you know that I think that's a really that's a really it's really strong right now. We talk we talk about the four being a little bit polarized. Your games are about the sideboard a lot of times and white has just the best sideboard cards. Um, and we see that in vintage a little bit with, with stony silence being thrown in as well. Um, what do you think it would take for this deck to recede again? What, what, what do you think has a good matchup against Stoneblade? Um, that's tough. I think that, uh, honestly rugged over has a very good matchup against this deck. 
Interesting that you'd yeah. say that. So so Rug Delver for a couple reasons, and it's gotten some tools in uh, recently. One because uh, Stoneblade tends to have a problem against tempo decks, right? If you're playing Days Wasteland, now Wasteland's not as huge against this deck, but it does get you some incremental advantage against their Tundras, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you're playing Days Wasteland, Force of Will, Spell Pierce, Spell Snare, obviously very good against this yep. deck, right? Yep, yep, yep. And and Bolt obviously is is great against Stoneforge Mystic as well. And then, uh, you know, you're able to play cards like Destructive Revelry. Cinder Vines, you know, Ancient Grudge. Like, those cards out of the board are so, so good against this deck. Like, you can make your opponent play a Squire for two mana and then tap a Squire for two mana, and you can either have stifled what the Squire was going to go get, or you can stifle the Squire as, as it's trying to put something into play and keep attacking, or um, you get to... Uh, Ancient grudge their batter skull that they basically spent four mana on over the course yep. of two turns, you know, and they're only well, running I, two, two like Umazawa's was Jitain batter skull. So what ancient grudge does the whole deal? Yeah, I I I was surprised. Stifle earlier was what I was thinking. You know, the ability to stifle a deck that's trying to fetch aggressively to get basic lands. Yeah, um, I think is also good. And also you can stifle the Stoneforge Mystic trigger, or if you really want to be cheeky, the batter skull living weapon trigger, which is a real heat, which is a real yeah. treat. Because uh, that it's at least five, you know, it's at least five more mana either way to get that thing back yep. to do something. Oh either man, three the, and, the number yeah. of times that I've been like, uh, your batter skull is out, but it doesn't have a thing. It's like, that's great. Yeah. You know, like that's that's enough to, to end the game against against these decks a lot of times because they don't have they don't have the ability to waste five mana. Like, yeah, especially if they've already wasted four, you know, like. Playing a Stoneforge Mystic means nothing if it's not affecting affecting the game. And if you've the only reason that playing a turn two Stoneforge Mystic is good against Team or Delver is if you have a Nimble Mongoose on the board that can't attack. Yeah, my 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 idea for a deck that's that's good against Stoneforge Mystic that you know sometimes gets seen sees play is like a heavy discard based black deck, and I think that. The, the card Cabal Therapy is actually very good against them. Oh yeah. Um, because one, you you can it's a one mana answer to whatever they just tutored up, and they usually don't have a way to re, to uh, to recur that whatever item it was, and then it's just a, a one two. Um, but you know you can you know you can really they're they're light on threats, and you have time usually to just sort of like pick apart their threats and make them spend time back. We don't. One thing we don't see, we don't see a lot of heavy discard Delver decks right now. I'm just trying to think if there is one. Um, but even like Grixis, you know, isn't isn't playing. Yeah, uh, I mean the the, the heavy therapy. discard Delver deck is is Death Shadow. Yeah, right, and that's even still just the fourth. Not Thought great. Is, yeah, and, it, it, and the, it's, it's good, it's but it's not great because they're playing Swords. Yeah, right. The Swords of Flash here is really mucked. It's not a deck that plays True Name Nemesis, but it's a deck that played like True Name Nemesis and Cabal Therapy. Um, which, you know, those decks have been assembled in the past and because like there are definitely times with any of these Tundra decks where I think you can really pick them apart with discard. One of the reasons I think Miracles has fallen off a bit is because, you know, as the shadow deck, or not shadow deck, um, the Phoenix deck picked up the Phoenix deck, you know, sort of counterintuitively was great against Miracles because Miracles was so dependent on, you know, a few cards, uh, that were, that didn't, that had any action that you could hit their one card. And then, 
you know, make nine power and they couldn't catch up. Yep. Um, and that's still the case with this kind of deck. Uh, though I do think that the fact that batter skull exists as a, as a way to help race and does put the, uh, the player to a decision of whether or not to get rid of the batter skull or to, um, you know, push ahead with their idea, which could push right. into sword snap swords or something, uh, is tough, but, um, but yeah, I, 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 the like storm decks are not currently playing cabal therapy a lot. Um, and I think that cabal therapy is a card that, that utility goes up when Stoneforge mystic is played a lot. Yeah. Um, the other, the other thing I've noticed, which I, which I just don't understand though. I'm sure there's a good reason is, is actually there's been a rise in like inquisition of Kozilek in decks. And I actually think that switching to inquisition of Kozilek, you know, about, you know, taking out thought seizes and putting that card in is creates an opening for Stoneforge yep. mystic because it doesn't hit Jace. It doesn't hit force and it doesn't hit batter skull. Um, you know, it's great when you get the G when they get the GTA and you hit it or something, but you know, there's the, I just saw a deck playing here to fairy hero dominaria, but back to basics is, you know, is can be taken by because of cause like, but it's just another thing you have to get. And, uh, you know, I just, uh, you can't like play around the back to base. You can play around the back to basics, but you know, sometimes you can't play around the Jace, you know, it's, it's very hard to play around Jace. So, um, but yeah, I, I still also think there's there's a huge there's a lot to be said about Trunian Nemesis. Just getting a Trunian Nemesis down can dominate the board in a fair matchup, can flip the flip the board completely, and it's so hard to get rid of unless you're yeah playing. yeah. Especially yeah. if it's suited up, like if it like that's that's one of the spaces that this deck really shines. Is like, oh cool, I'll throw a Batter Skull onto my Trunian Nemesis. Like, yep, that's game. Like I don't care. Like that's eight. That's a sixteen point life swing every turn. Right. That's hard. Um, that 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 races, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, Grizzlebrand. You know, like right. Yep, and you you'll see it happen sometimes. Um, very true. The, the uh, how do you feel about the Stoneforge's relationship to the Chalice the Void decks that so are relatively I, popular? I think this is so. You mean the relationship in it or against it? Against it. Like, against it. Yeah, I think this is this is one of the spots where the deck shines is like with the with the uh, red stompy decks continuing to trend upwards, like playing a deck that doesn't rely so heavily on one mana threats. Like the version I'm looking at right now has no one mana threats. You know, that's what generally you have to scoop because your opponent is playing uh, Chalice, and you, you if you get Chalice on turn one, and you're like, well, all of my threats are one mana or like can't be cast. All yeah, of my cantrips nine... can't be cast, you know. Like, what this do you ninth do? place, ninth place deck from Syracuse has four brainstorm, three ponder, four swords of plowshares, two spell pierce. Yeah, and I mean, all drop, those cards not a are. Lot. All those cards are also good, you know, like not good, but like they're there to answer, uh, chalice, you know. Like you're combining you're combining spell pierce, spell snare, and force of will to hope that like you won't ever have to really deal with a a, a chalice. But if you do, you know what? Like moving on, I'll just start casting creatures. You know? Yeah. Right. Um, just as a compare point of comparison, uh, third place at Syracuse, Grixis Delver, four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, fifteen, nineteen, twenty-one, twenty-three. 
24 one drops in the deck. That's a lot. Uh, the, more than a third of the deck, right? Yeah. As opposed to seven plus. Yeah, imagine there was a card that could shut <laughs> off one third of your opponent's deck. <laughs> well, wouldn't wouldn't deck you play it? it? Yeah, right. Exactly. And you know, I think that the two mana, like, if, if that as as Chalice becomes an answer that that spikes up a little bit because so many people are, are racing to the bottom. Yes, the Stoneforge Mystic opener. Uh, you know, the ability to just go like land Chalice. Okay, second land Stoneforge. All right, <laughs> just hope the next thing's not a thought, not Seer, and you're fine. Let me tell you something, brother. You're here listening to this Eternal Dirtles podcast, but what you need to do is go over to Eternal Dirtles Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Eternal Dirtles, and show your support, brother. Yeah. I mean, in the past, I've given a lot of flack to, to Chalice of the Void, but I, I've, I've come to, you know begrudgingly accepted as like another pressure valve of the format. Yeah. This is the kind of thing that happens as chalice rises because of the race to the bottom. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm guilty as this as anybody. Jeez. What's the Phoenix deck like Four, eight, there's 12 cantrips plus eight discard spells plus four dark rituals. That's 24. You know, um, <laughs> you know, we're asking for it. Yeah. We're just I know, you know, I've chalice. played against zero chalice decks in Syracuse. So, uh, that's kind of why I've opened up to like moving away from Infect again. Because the main reason I picked up Infect was because I was sick and tired of losing Chalice at my local. Yeah. Um. And and in doing that, I wanted to have a deck that would still play like, uh, Teamer Delver did, you know, uh, but didn't lose the Chalice, and that was that was one way to pull it off, right? Yeah. So you know, you look at uh, you just look around at the the decks like you could play. Team or Delver again, for the most part, like the Chalice decks are what, 5% of the meta? Well, what's wrong? Eight, eight one drop creatures plus eight cantrips is 16 plus spell pierce. That's 18. I mean, plus, yeah. if, if they get me on spell pierce or they get me on, <laughs> uh, on my spell snares, that's fine. That's what I was going to use to counter the Chalice with. So those yeah. cards are blank anyways, if they didn't counter the Chalice, cause like every yeah. other card in their deck is three. Yeah. Right. Well, it's funny, yeah, and it's, uh, I, the other day I played against Death in Texas that sided in Chalice, and I killed it, and then I realized that was a bad idea because they swordsed my thing in the ice, which is what I had yeah. <laughs> in play. This was a, with a Phoenix uh, Storm variant, but yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think that, you know, as the Chalice decks rose up, this is a deck, it's not, you know, it's not resilient to Chalice. There's still You're still going to be likely to keep a hand with cantrips, and your removal is still one mana, though you do have Council's Judgment as the, you know, way to to solve all your problems. Yeah. So, but, so you know, as, the, difference as a, between, the difference between somewhere between the difference between like twenty plus and less than fifteen is is a lot. Yeah. It's at least five cards, right? So, to give you an idea, uh, uh, Chalice like Ch- Chalice Stompy decks like uh, Eldrazi Aggro and Dragon Stompy are tied for first in the meta, eight percent. I think this is on fine. MG top eight. Yeah, yeah. So that this this is on top eight. So if you combine those, it's five and three, eight percent. They're tied with uh blue, white, X control, and Stoneblade as far as as far as decks are concerned that are like the top decks. That yeah. that's followed by Death and Taxes and Grixis Control and Storm and then Show and Tell. Yeah. I think uh I would even say I'm surprised it's not higher than that. I thought you'd say they were eight percent each. Eldrazi seems a little underplayed right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, what it is is, like, I feel like it's one of those decks where, like, you can play it for a while, and then you're sick of taking flack, you know, and then you move on to another deck because you're like, well, I, I win sometimes, but I lose terribly when I lose, and I feel like a total jerk most what of the is- time. You know, like there's there's a mental tax on playing uh, on playing uh, Stompy decks. Like, there's no one that's ever happy to lose to a Chalice. You know, so you have to you have to paint that into the into the cost of playing that deck too. And then uh, you know you move on from there, uh, and and you get to a point where you're just like, okay, well, like you know, I could keep playing this to to you know non top eights and getting shit on by every single person I play against. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, people, I, people, no one likes losing a chalice, but yeah, people. Yeah, the, no one ever has a thing to say. Like, they're like, oh, that was a great game. <laughs> oh, man, you really, you got that chalice down on turn one, and I, I thought, man, great play. You know, like, <laughs> if, if you lose to Delver, like, a lot of people are going to be happy about losing to a turn one Delver. A lot of people are going to be like, man, when we had that fight on the stack, like, where I tried to kill it, and then you countered, and then I countered, then you fetched, and I stifled. That was wild. You know, yeah. th- that happens with those decks. With Eldrazi Stompy or or Dragon Stompy, it's like Chalice on one, the game's over, and we go to game two, you know? Or you beat the Chalice. Or you beat the Chalice. Which I which, did. Which happens, I, it happens sometimes. Like, I beat the Chalice sh- all the time when I played Infect, you know? Like, yeah. they'd be like, Chalice on one. I'm like, well, my one drop's already on the board, or I'm playing a land that's, uh, that's my creature, and I guess I'll just double... Uh, you know, I'll berserk and, uh, or not berserk, I'll uh, invigorate my guy. You yeah. lost, you know? One of the funny things, I mean, you know, I played this Phoenix Storm deck that, that took 14th place, I think, at the uh, Star City in Syracuse, um, or something like that, but Doug McKay's deck. And for the first two rounds, I was convinced the deck was the most busted thing in Legacy because my first round was against a Chalice deck, and, like, they played a Chalice, and I somehow won. Like, I beat the Chalice in game one, right? My second round was against Delver, and I'm like, oh, this is like a Storm, you know, versus Delver thing, where I got to watch out for so much stuff, and I won. And then I was on my way to a win in a game against another Chalice deck, where I had my thing on the thing on the ice on the table, and I did the uh, Lion's Eye Diamond Infernal Tutor chain to get a Force which I used to blow up, which I was going to use to blow up their entire board. This is against like a steel stompy deck. Yeah. And they hit me back with an unsubstantiate. Whoa. This is like a blue steel yeah. stompy deck. They unsubstantiated my by force. That's rough. And that was rough. <laughs> and then from then on, I went, I went down the tubes, but boy, like, uh, there are, you could, like, that was, I would say that was an interesting game to play. Right. Cause like they had a chalice in play. That's one of the things I had targeted with the by force. Yeah, of course. And I had used like cabal ritual, and you know the zero cost artifacts to like build enough uh, mana to cast this infernal tutor and then a buy force for their entire board, <laughs> but of course uh, they had to get unsubstantiate. Did not play around unsubstantiate. Yeah, I mean who so. would? <laughs> but like okay, so there's one time like you have to dig for a time where you're like oh well well played, you know. Whereas like unfortunately I, yeah the games where you're on edge when the person plays a chalice on turn one. It's often because the player playing Chalice has had a bad draw, and maybe they kept something that was like Ancient Tomb, Chalice, five other cards, and they don't draw a land, you know? And then yeah. you're like on the edge of your seat just trying to get this down before they, they draw a land and you lose. Um, 
so yeah, this is a bit of a sidebar, but yeah, I just wanted to share that that game uh, because it's so funny. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't have much more to say about Stoneblade tonight, and I've got a concert to get to. And I know you want to. Yeah, you know, yeah, get I think going, uh, so. you know, I, I, it's it's just it's there. It's it's worth looking at. It's it's a deck to prepare for now. We're seeing a lot more of it. You know, it's it's up to it's it's eight percent of the meta right now, so it, it's yes. getting up there. Yeah, nice showing. So yeah, great. Cool. Well, uh, next week we'll hopefully have our guest on, and we've got some other fun stuff planned in the next couple of weeks. Yep. Uh, including some talk about vintage and about Niagara. So uh, I want to take a yeah, second to uh, thank all of our uh, Patreon supporters again. Uh, appreciate it so much. You guys have been uh, helping us uh, forward the cast. We're actually working on some uh, new stuff. Me and Nate and uh, Phil have been talking about. Uh, expanding to YouTube and stuff. So that's stuff that you guys are helping us out with, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's it for us this week. Have a good one, everyone. to get those wonderful toys. Tell you something, brother. If you're digging this podcast, you got to go over to patreon.com/slash eternal turtles and become a patron right now. Oh, yeah.